1: Welcome to Heart and Hand, the Rangers podcast, the podcast that... Davey, Davey, Davey. What? Oh, it doesn't matter, I forgot about it. Oh, you've hibs it! So welcome to Art and Hand the Rangers podcast. My name's David Edgar. I am your host, and I'm joined this week by the prodigal son, the beast from the east, the man we turn to in times of trauma. Yes, it's Mr Cameron James Bell. David, my good my good friend, how are you? I am grand, Cammie, How are you? I'm good, mate, I'm good. Champion, one would say. Yeah, very good. Excellent. In fact, I mean I love that you've got that in already. Um we're not gonna lie here, that this pod's gonna be a tad triumphant. Uh, uh, boasting. Bo- boasting, boasting, yes uh, And we're, we're quite we're quite open about it Quite It's been a good week uh, it has been a Could good
0: be week. capped on a Sunday Absolutely, without a
1: doubt We will come to that But let's kick off uh, I've been away And for people who say the podcast is sporadic This season you're correct uh, I went on holiday um, To have, like to help recuperate from my long-standing illness So apologies for that I should probably told you But I forgot It's been
0: akin to a season From a team who play in Green and White in Edinburgh Where we started well, bit of consistency And it's all just went to shit
1: Yeah, injuries took their toll round about Christmas And uh, actually they can't even say that, can they? We will laugh at Hibs in great detail And uh, Dundee United will also feature um, quite considerably as well So we will come to that But let's start off with Rangers And we'll start off with Well, I, I think probably better to look at the whole season, Cami, But but really just what it means to you After after the past four years
0: So I'm probably one of these fans that see The, the, the Championship As a step in the right direction Because we always believe that Rangers should be back At the top uh, There's been no doubt it's been a very long journey But uh, a frustrating one as well Because I think that What we have been Is consistent across the season And if we had some glimmer of that last season, we may already be back in the top flight. However, bygones are bygones, uh, and it is—it's uh, a big achievement. Uh, I think the fact that we've we've had a, a relatively competitive league up until probably the turn of the year, uh, and also some progress that we've made domestically in the cups, then in, in all honesty, it can be—it can be seen as a, a pretty good achievement. All around.
1: the start of the season for me, the the aims were. Promotion by by winning the championship. You know, I know people quite rightly had said that they would take it by hook or by crook, but for me, promotion by winning the championship, winning the petrol fac. Because it is embarrassing that we hadn't managed to do it. I know it's not the most major tournament in the world, but you have no right to say that as a club if you've not won it, have you? You can hardly no. look down your nose at something that you've, you've tried and failed at. So I wanted that on the slate. And then a semi-final of one of the other cups. And to be honest, if Sunday was against anybody else, it would be a free hit. But it isn't. It's against them, so it's not. But uh, I, I, that, that was my season aim. And to have that achieved so quickly and, and really so straightforwardly and so entertainingly, has has been absolutely wonderful to watch.
0: The the opening game back in July, which seems a long way ago now actually, but uh, the, the, the the opening six two game against Tibbs for me put out a major statement in terms of what we were planning and doing this season. Yeah it was it was a
1: fantastic opening salvo it just said look everything that you've you've thought about as before is gone. We totally it just cleared the cobwebs didn't it? It just completely said this is a new era.
0: I think I think that we, we spoke about it in the pods Last season, and and obviously we saw that when we saw the car crash that was the final few months of the season, where it was quite clear the the probably the entire squad lackadaisical would be the word that we'd use to describe them. It would be a kind word. We <laughs> without without obviously using profanity, <laughs> but for us it was uh, when obviously when you and I spoke about it and all that, it was a case of you know we weren't ready for the playoffs against Motherwell. No. Obviously, the result proved that. Um, and to go from that to what we saw against tabs right at the start of the season as well has been a major change. And and whilst obviously we all love Mark Warburton and, and and I think he's loving his time at Rangers. I, I know his his family have put up stuff as well about how much that they're falling in love with the club and all that kind of thing as well. But he deserves an enormous amount of credit for the amount of work that he had to do to turn all that around in what was an exceptionally short space of time. Yeah. Um, you can say things like we've been relatively lucky and I don't believe this, we've been relatively lucky with injuries throughout the season. I don't think that we've had too many, you know, squad-depleting injuries at any one time. If that makes sense, I think we've been quite lucky in that yeah, we aspect. Haven't,
1: we haven't had a run of like six players missing. From yeah, but in, so.
0: a, but in actual fact, where I think the key success for us has been, and what I'm proudest of, is how quickly we've turned that around in the close season.
1: I mean, it was six weeks from his appointment to the first match. Yeah,
0: and and again, it's it's. I think it speaks a lot around. For him and Davey Weir, probably, much as we said about the, the Hibs game, setting the stall out early and all that, he's obviously come in and set an expectation in terms of, of where he held his standards. that are obviously extraordinarily high, and the players have to probably rise to meet that. I think a lot of them have, um, 99% of the squad probably. And uh, and then, as I say, from that perspective, we were moving in a in a, in a, in a linear direction, uh, which was going to win us the championship, you say, not, not go up via. Playoffs in any other kind of format. I think we were clear from day one that we were going to win that league.
1: I think that well, to you and I, and to most Rangers fans, I, I think that to most Rangers fans, there's a lot of Rangers fans who are are almost like victims of abuse, who are slowly kind of climbing out of the of Mark's dungeon and beginning to see the light again. And I understand this that they've had so many kicks to the balls that. You know, they're, they're very guarded of their balls, and that's that's a sensible approach. But I could, by Christmas when people were saying, you know, Hibs are going to win the league, and, and professional people were saying, you know, in, in the media, were saying, oh, hey, Hibs are the best team, they're going to win the league. And I'm like, are you watching a different league to me? You know, I, I just genuinely couldn't see how anyone could say but My view with that Rangers team was, by but Christmas, the only thing that can stop us winning the title is us.
0: So this will be the same The same media such as Tom English who said that uh, Hibs were a premier club playing in the Championship Yeah,
1: he said stuck in the
0: Championship, he did at least oh, stuck. get stuck right. Sorry, I beg your pardon, yeah uh, Very funny when you consider uh, obviously what's happened with them and, and they'll be no doubt in the Championship next season I would dare say mm. uh, But no, you're correct and I, and I think that that's where, um, when you talk about Rangers fans and, and, and the reality of it, I suppose that, that this was where, and I do remember we discussed this previously, we were never ever going to win the championship by pumping everyone 6-0. No. Because you're going to have to go away to Wraith in December and you're going to have to go up to Aloha and all that. And these kind of places and, and relative shitholes where you knew that you're going to have to more or less churn out a result. Yeah. And Rangers fans should know better in that it's great beating Celtic in the league. Um, only to then go away to Kilmarnock and then drop points that you've actually fought so hard for in yeah. the fun game the previous week. So leagues are not won and lost in terms of beating your closest rivals. They're actually won and lost when you're able to get results, even when the tide turns against you. And a couple of months ago, there was a there was a kind of spa we were going through, who were only winning games one 0 A couple of them were like within the last five ten minutes of the game. Mm. Um, and up until two games ago uh, against the battle, you know we were we were conceding really heavily.
1: Oh yeah, that, that was a weird
0: uh, and I, run and, and, I, and I think that even from that I, th- I think, if I remember rightly We conceded a total 33% or whatever it was Of our overall goals conceded Within three games
1: Yeah we did, nine in three
0: matches Nine in three matches And that's where, so as I say You need to be able to try and shore that up You need to be able to try and make sure That you, you are trying to be consistent across the season And Rangers have done that Rangers have done that where um you know we have matched the fans expectation of of, of winning the championship because i think everyone expected that of us, with hearts now out of the way but we also then had to make sure that we were um you know providing due diligence to these teams who were you know the league toppers who were like livingston and all that who we drew against last season and stuff where we had to go and actually get results against these teams mm. um and, and again the focus that warburton and we have been able to provide in that uh, you know we've never taken our eye off the ball it was interesting. Oh, that's that's why we are where we are.
1: It was interesting. Andy Halliday said that this philosophy that Rangers have to keep playing to the end, which I, I think the, the kind of happy authors of that was during the match against Falkirk, the one that Billy King scored the win on the last minute. Well, the crowd were really on them, but they kept doing what they do. You know, they kept knocking it about, knocking it short, looking for opportunities, and eventually got the winner. And people were were saying, you know, they just. Kept passing the shot And I thought Well that's great Because Andy Halliday Noted the one time This season You have know, seen the game Was against Livingston In a one each draw Yeah Was the one time This season He said With with 20 minutes to go We thought Lump it He said We never created a chance He said You know We, we got the ball Into the box Just repeatedly But they, we don't have the players um, And we're not set up To play that way And Livingston Saw us off Really comfortably And I think That that, that was telling Rangers have a confidence in their ability that if they keep doing what they're good at, then goals will come. And to be fair to to the team and to Mark Warburton, anyone who argues with that ethos should really just look at the goals for column.
0: No, and and, and it's good because there's a philosophy there where I know that Warburton, when we're coming up to 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 play uh, in the cup teams teams above us, so we're coming into like Dundee and all that. There was there was a discussion around, you know, do we change formats so that we we try and defend more rigidly, etc. And and Warburton. From from back to front, Warburton clearly has an ethos uh, and, and an idea in terms of a theme that he wants his team to play to. So, irrespective of the competition, and this is and, and again, this is where Rangers should be: is that we shouldn't change our tactics to suit opposition if we believe that a player way is good enough to beat them. Mm-hmm. Because again, it's not about and, and we've seen that but we've especially seen it within probably the last four years, actually, where what we would do is we would find that. The ticky tacka probably wasn't working that well when we had players who were capable of actually doing something like that. So the last twenty minutes, as you say, when we're chasing the result, it is just long balls up to seeing two centre halves playing against us who are just clearing their lines constantly, just yeah. doing that for the for the the last quarter of the game. So as I say, if you've got um, if you've got a working mechanism, um, teams should learn how to defend against it because that's why it's a season, not you know a one off game. Um, I think we saw that. I think we saw. Um, Probably after the first third of the season, I think teams started to wake up to you know attacking fullbacks and trying to stop um, uh, Taveni and, and and Wallace bombing forward. Mm-hmm. Could couldn't stop it as much as they would like, but I, I know that they obviously they, they you know they they did try to tackle that slightly better. So uh, no, as I say, very pleasing to see the fact that we'll continue to play on that theme. And and, and as I say, I think that the the players themselves actually really appreciate that. I don't think it's just Halliday who actually enjoys. Um The consistency in terms of how you want to try and approach a game, regardless of who you 're playing or where
1: yeah I think that the the amount of goals in the last ten minutes have shown you that the the fitness levels and it look i don 't want to sit here and and you know give Ali a kick in because he's had plenty of them on the show he 's had plenty of them from Rangers fans and he 'll probably continue to get them but you do have to draw that that comparison that the team has been fitter oh far fitter i mean but Nobody could look at that side and say that they weren't considerably fitter than the team before. Now, you can talk about ability, you can talk about signing policies, and you can talk about the difficulties that that Ali had to work under as, as people who defend his reign will do. And all of those are valid points, but they don't explain why you're not fit. And that's something that... Rangers have looked like the team this season who've got the training facility For the first time in our three years in the division uh, four, four years, sorry, in the lower divisions This season Rangers look like uh, they're a full-time team with cracking training facilities
0: Yeah, and, and and you're totally right And I know that there's there's been some talk on um, on social media Or on Mark's website stuff about potentially McCoy's were to have a parade something I Ibrox, McCoy's potentially coming back to and all that. And it's kind of got me thinking in terms of doing a, a comparison to where the team are now to where we were virtually in the doldrums this time kind of last year and stuff. Mm. And, and I think it's not just fitness. I think that that's absolutely something to call out. And you're right, we have been able to actually see that. Um, Man United are probably a good, a good example of this, where Alec Ferguson always said Man United got better in the second half of the season. But that was primarily because they had an excellent fitness regime which would encourage players to ensure that the stamina was there to be able to try and see the game out. And you were doing that in April and May. You were only doing that you know, in August and September. So I think that we've looked far more professional in that aspect of it. There's another part to it as well, and you're right, we're not going to turn around the bash alley, but there's a point to this where I feel as if we're far more, what's the word, vicious. I think we're going for the jugular a bit more. Yeah. Whereas I don't think that existed in, 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 in McCoy's ethos. I, I think that... We're determined to be able to see out the three points. I think we're determined to, you know, get to the next stage of the cup, all that kind of thing. Where that that is a key focus for the players. We're not trying to be nicey nicey any longer. No. Um, and I, and I think a lot of those frustrations. If you if even if you want to see whether some of those frustrations came out, it was towards the tail end of last season, and especially in the playoffs where you could just see the the players were just just fed up with the whole thing mm. and just wanted it. They probably wanted the season to be over before we did.
1: Yeah, that that was the thing. The whole. We were sick of them, they were sick of us. It's not like that now. There is a real bond, as we saw after the Barton match, the wonderful images of Andy Halliday going into the uh, BF1 and and singing with the fans and the the players running about. You know, There is that bond and we saw it again on Sunday. Um, The match then, the Petrofat final, bit of a non-event and that was in terms of a match and that's exactly what I wanted <laughs> because with all due respect to Peterhead, that's what it should be like if just play Peterhead in a, a match in Hamden.
0: So it was, and and it might sound slightly callous, but I'm also quite pleased that it was uh, a heavy scoreline, because, again, I, I didn't want us to be the good guys, I didn't want us to then turn on and go, right, we're 2-0 up after 23 minutes, let's just sit back. Because... I, I did want to to try and put out another message of a resounding victory, not just to say, look, you know, we're in April now, um, you know, the, the, we're, we're, we've won the championship. Let's take a foot off the gas. No, let's keep going. Let's continue that momentum. And and unfortunately, it was Peterhead. As I say, it could have been any other team, and, and I'm I'm not trying to sound blasé with that. But if it had been any other team, I would have wanted exactly the same attitude. The fact that it happened to be Peterhead doesn't mean that we we should have taken a foot off the gas. And I'm really pleased that we didn't. The only the only regret I've got is is probably Gilchrist, the boy who scored OG right at, right at the I think it was like fifty minutes into the game. It's a shame for him. I felt quite bad for him because it's a marquee event in his life. Aside from that, couldn't care less. The only other concern I had was was obviously the pitch itself, which was a disgrace. Mm. Um I'm sure we'll talk about that a wee bit more. But um no, as I say, I'm perfectly happy that, you know, we we went out there, got a result convincingly. Um and continued on where we were trying to get to, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um it was a it was a really good display and um it, it was a nice day, the Rangers fans were there, the sun was shining and uh as I say it was good to get the monkey off the bat. And I also go back to the thing about winning your first trophy, um I, I watched the, the Nottingham Forest D V D about uh, you know, their European Cup winning team. On Clough. Yeah, I believe in miracles. It's called a great, great movie if you get the chance to watch it. Even if you're not a Forest fan, it's just it's a fantastic football documentary. And I got the book um, that, that sort of accompanied it. And what was really interesting was Clough was talking about at Forest they won the Anglo Scottish Cup, right? Which I know will have some nightmare connotations for older bears who so remember the word Chesterfield. But he said, look, it wasn't an important competition, and nobody was fooled that it was an important competition. But when Forrest won it, they were absolutely delighted because he said it was winning something, and he said, and that experience of winning something and having to close something out and go and you know and win a match to get a trophy, that was a huge thing for them psychologically, and that's what I'm hoping to take out the petrol I don't expect you know we are not going to be turning around in 25 years going, ha mind oh, the petrol fact or having dinners for the petrol fact winning team, but. It was important to go to a cup final with all the attendant, you know, coverage, all the attendant stuff, forty five thousand expectant fans there, and to deliver it so professionally, to just say, right, okay, we're gonna go and we're gonna do the job with a minimum of fuss, which they did. At no point did we ever look like we were gonna lose the match. It was just a very straightforward, right, we're here to win the trophy, we'll win the trophy, give us it, we'll celebrate Warowski and that builds the mentality into the players because moving forward that's the mentality that to play for Rangers they'll need to have.
0: I think if, if from a selfish perspective I think if you were ever going to have a game in between uh, a game where you win the championship and also when you had to play your closest rivals in a semi-final of the Scottish Cup a cup final is the perfect way to do it. Yeah. And it, no, you're absolutely right. And I think it's so, so good because it's given us the opportunity to get to Hamden. Um It's given, and this is going to sound really disrespectful, but I think you know what I mean when I say a dry run. Oh, it was a practice. In terms of going out to be able to do it. And that sounds, I, I hate this idea of being kind of, you know, swaggering. All right, you don't strut. That's the bottom line. However, I think it gave us the opportunity to go out against um a, 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 a team who could have you know, done well in the day and all that kind of stuff that could have been an upset and all that fortunately we we, we were pretty um, pretty rampant throughout uh, it's given us the opportunity to get some of these players who have never even played a hand and some who might not have played in a cup final and all that kind of stuff as well that opportunity because cause say what you will about Sunday and it's just going to get you know even more um, feverish as we get closer to, to, to the, the the day, but Sunday's a cup final, let's make no mistake about that. I yes. mean, I could not care who we play in the if th- I mean, I, obviously, I hope we play Dundee United because I'd love to smash them. Um, but the thing is, if we were to get through it, uh, Sunday's a cup final, there's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, totally. Now, before we come to that, uh, there's a couple of things I want to talk about. Firstly, players that you'd like to mention for their contribution over the season and uh, who who you think are, are going to be important players for us Moving forward
0: Tavernier For probably the, the, the dynamic that he adds In terms of being able to try and come forward I think Wallace for leadership Mackay for ingenuity Forrester For being stunning So handsome Beautiful got uh, Basically can play in world football today Don't know if you saw that
1: I think uh, he deserves it. I mean, he's 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 magnificent, isn't he? He's the yeah. type of guy, right? That Greek statue builders would have looked at and went, "Get me some marble." Do you know the
0: bit in the Godfather when Al Pacino sees he he goes to Sicily because he's on he's on the oh, run? Oh, I know
1: that. But Apollonia
0: and he, and, he, and he sees Apollonia for the first time, oh, and yeah. his two bodyguards like he's been hit by the thunderbolt. Yeah, imagine getting that fifty thousand fans looking at you going, you'd get pumped
1: oh definitely
0: and I know that you've seen the photo on Twitter of him as a wee lad at some disco or whatever with Rangers top on and stuff if you watch that if you look at that photo quite closely there's two birds in the background Look at him yeah and he was about six
1: yeah he's so handsome
0: he's just gorgeous anyway um, and uh, holiday for staunch
1: yeah, Halliday's a staunch Guys I'd like to pick out, mention. I think you, you actually had a really good point there because, you know, towards the end of the season there's been up and downs with him, but Tavernier in those early weeks of the season was emblematic of the side. Here was this guy who was just full of verb. Going up and down the wing, scoring goals, and he was important, you know, not, well, yeah, for what he did in the pitch, but also for what he represented to people. He was just the diametric opposition of the shite we'd had to watch previously, you know. Here was this young guy, full of drive, full of energy, who wanted to make things happen. Previously in that position had been Richard Foster or Seb Four. Yeah, so the, that was was hugely important, guys. I like to pick out Jason Holt, who I think is tremendous. Just a fantastic work rate, excellent touch, really intelligent footballer. Lee Wallace, obviously, you know the skipper. He's done really well, and and I think you know there's always going to be a fondness for Lee Wallace because of the whole you know part in the journey, such as it was. And uh, Mackay is a good shout. Wycorn have to have to say he a terrific player and a big mess, and I'm looking forward to seeing him back in next season. Uh but I'd also like to mention Kenny Miller. I knew you were gonna say Kenny Miller. Knew you were gonna say Kenny Miller. Um listen, start of season I didn't see him feature and then he had a few cameo roles as a sub and I said, oh, okay, maybe he's found he's you know, we can use him as a sub or whatever. But the last three months he has been fantastic. Not only as a as a link-up player, as a leader on the part, but he's been scoring goals, important goals. Um, for the Playing the 90 minutes, you know, he's not been one of the guys that's been flagging and needing to come off after 60. The, the, the guy's just been terrific.
0: So what, what I will get right... So how do I put this diplomatically? Um, Kenny, Miller, Kenny Miller, from a technique perspective, is not a good footballer. No, he's not. However, from... Uh, His work rate Probably within the last Three months The biggest compliment I can give him is Has Has won us games Yeah That's the bottom line And It's also put in A degree of Um Structure When We were at a very Cautious point in the season Where potentially We could have wavered off track And And we've done that before Mm -hmm. And I think that Miller's work rate Actually showed Irrespective of his age Because he's got ten years If not more than some of the players That he's playing alongside Yeah he does Um in actual fact means that Irrespective of how old your legs are In actual fact you know If you've got a tank You continue to run for the team Now that is, is something Which I, I cannot applaud him more for mm. I think that's absolutely phenomenal And as far as I'm concerned Every guy in that park Should run until their feet bleed And Miller's been the epitome of that I think that's absolutely fantastic I
1: would, I would um, agree with you About the, the technique thing um, In many ways He's what I would describe as A Scots cock of a football A footballer <laughs> And that Scott nothing to write home about. When you look at it, you're unimpressed. But he's got two kids.
0: So he's capable of producing the goods?
1: Yeah, so so clearly it works, you know. Um, you, you wouldn't necessarily, you know, take it to places and say this is the textbook penis. But it's clearly got the job And, and Kenny Miller's a bit like that um, Also I just think As you say his professionalism He's his standards his enthusiasm So he does deserve a bit of praise But let's never forget of course That he did play for Celtic No and, and, you, and, and, and you can't get away from that You can't no So uh, And people might think Oh you you've been No no you know. Do you know the,
0: the The comparison I would make is He is the polar opposite to Chris Boyd Yes Boyd didn't run However Give him a chance within 18... 18- yards, he will finish that ball Yes, Miller will run everywhere, however if he was through 1-1 one one with the goalkeeper and beat the goalkeeper I would still, if he were to pause it there a la question of sport I would still wonder as to whether or not he could finish it or not that, yes. that's that's exactly what it's like Boyd was a certainty in the box, Miller 78 touches later maybe he'll have a shot at goal yeah. but as you say, I think that the guy has been, has been really good for us within the last few months, you know my feelings towards him that's hard for me to say uh, but again, like I say, hopefully, if there's a role for him at Rangers at some point post promotion, whether or not that's playing, I don't know. That's my concern. If how he will do against you know the, the the kind of slightly tougher opposition on a more frequent basis, given his age, given what he's doing and all that, um, but it reverts back to the point I made earlier on about the injury aspect. We've not we've not missed Wycon terribly. When he, he was a very important player for his right up to his injury,
1: yeah, absolutely, and uh, no, he does. He, he, he deserves a lot of credit, Kenny Miller, and I think that Warburton clearly rates him as a bloke as well. Um, obviously, nobody's shown him a photo of him in a Celtic top
0: yet. No, it's like the the, the
1: thing that no one discusses. Yeah, does think Mark maybe just doesn't he know and he's kind of heard a rumour and he's went, no, nah, he can't, he. Can't yeah, he? exactly. He it's
0: like uh, if you all know that somebody's like pumped your mate's wife or something like uh-huh. that and, like, no and nobody one, no mentions one talks about it. it yeah no it's like the the verboten subject yeah so that's probably what's happened with it like i would imagine that some of the the, the pranksters that are like probably like tavernier that probably would have been uh let's put up a photo of it in the dressing room and lee wallace has ripped it down or something like yeah. before the gaffers walked in or something do you yeah, know what i, I mean that, that's no, what yeah, I can, you're can right you're
1: right speaking of that how is your wife i've not seen her since uh, no she's good she's asking after you Yeah, good. um right hibbs
0: <laughs> There's nothing, to There's nothing to say. It's just oh, it listen. Is, the, people the have asked has left, the water. The water has left my body from crying with laughter.
1: People have said, right? You know, oh, your rivalry with Hibs and blah blah. And I kind of talked it down and everything, right? But they were the ones that made it. You know, they, they were they were the nippy ones. They were the ones that made it a thing. Alan Stubbs. I mean, he talked the talk, but in December that guy was given an interview every sixteen minutes, right? And. Always about us, all the time about us, and it's like, all right then, you you want to come on here and be be the big man, and you want to, your team better, better, be able to to to, to match your words, and uh, so spectacular. Now we speak um, tonight as 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 and I are talking. Hibs were two 0 up against Falkirk, um, who were down to ten men with three minutes to go, and drew two each. Now I think it's because. The term it has, you know, become into play this season because we're referring to it. By the way, Hearts fans, you've been talking about this for 100 years. Nobody noticed. We talk about it for six months. Uh, It's a worldwide phenomenon being applied to golfers. Know your role and shut your mouth. Um, (laughs) And uh, so, you know, I think that Hibs have looked at, you know, the Jordan Spieth stuff and thought, no, no, no. We it, right? And this is how you do it. Because I just think they're showing off now.
0: Uh, I mentioned I mentioned Alex Ferguson before and one of the one of the great the great traits of Alex Ferguson was that he would absolutely talk his team up and would absolutely but the thing is though, um unlike Alan Stubbs, his team have actually backed up what he said. So he's done the talk the talk and his team could walk a walk. Stubbs um and his nasally scouse accent, which I know that I'm not I'm gonna hear pretty soon. Um you, <laughs> talked talked about it. Uh, and his players have just let him down spectacularly. Even Stokes, who was supposed to be the, 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 the nail in our uh, championship bid coffin, uh, was apparently meant to be coming in to galvanize that team and he's been woeful.
1: No, oh, God not. And clearly has caused do you know I mean, if you wanted to, to draw a graph from the Hibbs collapse, it's been the moment that he showed up into into their dressing room and you, you don't want to put all the blame on them because a lot of it's gotta to go to Stubbs. But um no nah, that I like I say at the start of the season it's good, we've got a bit of competition, but it, honest to Christ, we would draw a game and he would pop up in the papers going, Oh aye they're they're bottling it now and you're like, Aye alright. Um and also this run that they were on where they were winning games one nil and everybody's going, oh fantastic and I'm like, okay, but if you hit back when we're winning games, you know, 3 1 if we hit a bad run, we'll probably still get over the line, which is exactly what happened. When they hit a bad run, they were done. And, you know, the, 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 it, is a bottle, it is a bottle issue. And I, somebody had compared him um, to Tommy Burns in the 90s. And I just think it's such an apt comparison. He's over-emotional, can, talented football manager, can spot a player, but gets... Too caught up in it, can't detach, and then somebody who's got that more clinical way of analysing it, as Walter had in the 90s and as his, his, uh, Mark Warburton has now, will be able to pick him off. And that's exactly what's happened.
0: Yeah, and, and I think uh, probably similar to, to the Smith-Burns comparison and also Warburton and uh, Stubbs this season, is probably more around the fact that I think Stubbs did a lot to time us publicly, I think. That, I mean the Scott Allen transfer and all that to one side and stuff. Um he he tried to call us out almost and we just never rose to it. And I don't think so I personally speaking from from I don't think Burns was that provocative, but he no, wasn't absolutely what is he, he wore his, heart to his sleeve in terms of what he thought and he spoke about us a lot yeah. unnecessarily. Yeah.
1: Burns wasn't provocative but you could tell he was desperate to oh, actually, he wanted it funnily yeah. enough I remember in the Vim Jansen year Alan Stubbs saying um, he's a lot calmer um, When Tommy was here It was You've got to beat Rangers Rangers are coming up in three weeks You've got to beat Rangers And he says and, we, and Alan Stubbs said this We couldn't see the wood for the trees And yeah. yet Having known that as a player He's gone exactly The other way as a manager And done exactly the feeling That he had identified in his manager uh,
0: And I think that it's It's been interesting to watch That he has really clammed up Within, within probably the last six weeks or so when he's realised the dip that they're kind of going through. Because Hibs fans now, if you look in social media and stuff as well, Hibs fans now aren't buying this any longer. I think it, to begin with, they, they lapped up. They they really enjoyed him almost creating this idea that hearts are gone, so therefore we'll now default to Rangers as our closest rivals and we'll start a bit of back and forth with them and stuff we never really rose to it, I think obviously the 6-2 games we spoke about before really you know clamped them to begin with, but even now Hibbs fans are starting to realise actually
1: what happens if we're in the Championship again for the next season. Well you, you can not see them holding on to the, the players because even if the finances, which I doubt, then I can't see somebody like Cummings wanting to play another year in the in the Scottish Championship.
0: No, I don't think he wants to play there now. Yeah. doesn't he? He's, I mean, <laughs> Well, I he hasn't say, been for the last few weeks. <laughs> I know. No, fair enough. But, uh, so I was working at the, the Aloua-Hibs game last Saturday and the one thing that I can see that's pretty rife throughout that team is there's maybe two, maybe three players who are really trying at the moment and the rest is just general apathy. The rest just uh, want the season to be done. Yeah. And if you were to say to them, give us third spot, and then let's focus In the playoffs To take uh, To drip your hand off For it Not because they think They are they just want the season To be done See, Because you, they realise It's not there any longer I mean they just realise There's no energy at all
1: Yeah you uh, you, you called it on Saturday Because you text me Like five minutes Into that game And saying Allo are going to win like, uh, Livingston are going to win Sorry No it was Allo Wasn't it It was Allo And you, you said Five minutes in Text her out You, you and I have to give Cameron his due here. He he takes him and he said they're going to get beat today. He says they are not up for this at all, and you know, sure his fate. And
0: and it's and that's and fundamentally that's what it is. Now we and again it does dial back to what we said beforehand, and I, know I keep going back to the kind of things that we've already spoken about. But one of the things that we've said was we've maintained a focus, irrespective of how close we have been to the line, irrespective of how close we've been to achieving a championship win and getting that title under our belt, we have maintained a focus, and that has been steadfast watching Hibs last week as well, they are done. They are a busted flush. As I say, it, last night, it obviously surprised me. I, I mean, I got home and I, I saw it was like 85 minutes or whatever. Well, they were 2-0 up, and I thought, and they were obviously playing against 10 men, and I thought, all right, well, they've maybe turned it around, and they might be trying to do a last hurrah before we get to the, the, the real couple, final few games of the season. Um, But I don't think anyone was surprised when they saw the final score. Yeah, I mean,
1: you can say bloody hell, but you don't go fall down shock. Yeah, exactly. You know,
0: because they've Um, done it so often. Yeah, and it sounds sounds a bit mercenary, but you would also think as well, if some of these players like Cummings are planning on, you know, not facing another season in the Championship, these guys should be trying their damnedest to try and put themselves in the shop window to try and orchestrate a move. And as I say, even in Saturday, and, and it's been replicated by some of the comments I've seen in social media, obviously having to have to stay in Livingston. There's obviously a lot of Mac in the network now or like Hibs and Hearts fans, whatever. Even on my Facebook... With Hibs fans that I know And guys who are pretty pretty, You know Loyal to the following Like you know They go home and away And all that Even they are now turning around and going This is absolutely diabolical Players are not trying Managers are not trying um, You know They are done
1: Yeah and it does look like They've given up for the season Although I dare say They'll raise themselves to play us I'm a tad worried About the guard of honour Though I think They'll form it fine And then at the last minute Collapse and potentially Injure one or two of our players so that's a that's a concern. I do want to give a bit of credit to a Hibs fan who posted on or who tweeted on Twitter rather. Last night being a Hibs fan is a bit like being a self harmer, except nobody asks, "Are you okay?" They just take the piss. <laughs> so it is it's kind of true, right? Um, moving on then, um, just before we wrap up for this week, uh, moving on, we have a game on Sunday. I'm sure people have, have heard about it, and uh, there's no point in trying to talk it. down it's, it's a big match. It's a um, Rangers versus Celtic. Not for them. Not for them. Not a big match for them. Uh, Against a team of newbies. A team, a new team that they've only played twice and. and and yeah, it's the only time this season where they've had a ticket scramble, which is which is odd. But fair play to them for supporting a new club in Scotland. And actually, that 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 tails into my point, Cameron. See, after the last four years losing a cup semi-final to Celtic, isn't the end of the world for us. Oh, and We'd rather we'd rather win. But after what we've gone through, our worst days been. Their worst days yet to come, and they know it. And they know that. It, it, it looms over them, this dark shadow that we are going to win the league. We're going to beat them, first of all. That's the first one, right? It might not be Sunday, by the way, but we're going to beat them at some point. And then we're going to win the title at some point. And they know that nothing that happened to us between then and now is going to be as bad as what's happened to us before. So we've come through all of that, whereas they know that the worst has yet to happen to them. We've had all these boots in the balls, they can just see this enormous dangling foot, and they don't know when it's coming, but they know that it will, and they know that no matter how much they tense up, their boys are getting booted right to the back of their throats.
0: So, so there's a couple of points in this for me. Um, the, the the first one was when when we got put into into uh, the, the second division, obviously League Two, rather than, you know the bottom division. At that point, I said I don't want to play Celtic until we're back in the SPL, um, because and I'm gonna and I will be honest. I was like, uh, if we're talking about potential major asset stripping, if we're talking about getting rid of all of our best players, because we were very much in a ocean of uncertainty at that point. I was like, uh, do you know what I'm terrified about getting them in the early stages of the cup because we'll probably get put out in the last stage. So you know, we'll, we'll, we'll if we get them in an the early stage of the cup. They could annihilate us mm-hmm. and I'm talking about double figures. And that for me was a huge worry. Oh obviously that never happened until until last season and, and last season was was 2-0 going on six. Alright. They had other gears that they could have went into. We were done, right, by by
1: No, we were, we were Nobody expects us to win. No. There was a reason for that.
0: Now the second point to this is that I also my, my other concern, as I say, when when we started on our on our journey, as, as we've talked about, was that Celtic had a significant opportunity for the first time in both of our histories that they could have went light years in front of us as a as a superpower in Scotland, mm-hmm. where they could have invested time and effort and money in an infrastructure that would have been untouchable by Rangers as we were having to progress back up through the ranks. They could have went so far in front of us that you're talking about generations of supporters going straight to that club because of 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 where they had put themselves, and they've failed. They've absolutely failed dismally. Now you know and I know that there's there's this wonderful facade that Celtic fans have around new club zombies, jailing all that pish, but they know in their heart of hearts, in their hovels, when they're sitting alone. In the dark, reading the Beano by candlelight, they know that it's the same thing. But for me, what must really, really hurt them is the fact that we play them on Sunday, having been away for four years, and it it potentially could be a coin toss in terms of who comes out of it, that should be such a foregone conclusion given the space that they've had that it actually shows, as a club, how they've had no progression whatsoever, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, there's a there's a fair argument to say that, yeah, they could have done it in Europe and all that kind of stuff as well. They were never ever... Shy of a billion pound investment and Jose Mourinho coming to them, they were never ever going to make a huge impact in, in Europe. But in actual fact, they've they've, they've probably been as, as comical as they were when we were playing in the top flight, if not even more so, considering how many times they get put in a season. Oh, yeah. Uh, Up until about a month or so ago, they were all screaming for for Dyla's head because they don't believe in him. He's managed to get some results. Aberdeen have shat themselves, so they're going to win the league. But now, obviously, all of a sudden that the zombies are around the corner, everyone get behind Ronnie. Let's see the Ronnie Rowers. Uh, You know, let's all get behind the team and all that stuff. It's hilarious watching them regroup because they're going to play a team that, as far as they're concerned, um, haven't even been around as long as East Kilbride. So, why is there all this fervour? Why is there all this, um, you know, excitement from their side in terms of playing against this? <clears throat> well, that's um, exactly
1: It's like you judge people in this life by their actions, not their words. And Celtic supporters who play the new, cards, eh, the new club card and talk about zombies and all the rest of it and Sevco and whatnot, your actions don't meet up with that, boys, you know? The obsession, the constant monitoring of us, the 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 going to every to scanning social media to post their deed underneath every single thing, and that was why they shat themselves and or you know shat their knickers and in, into such a. Uh, a, a big claggy mess when all the congratulations poured in from people around the world about Rangers because they're realising that their attempt to form the narrative and the narrative that they want people to embrace has failed. The the world does not look at Rangers and go, oh, it's a new club who were formed and, you know. The world has looked, and you could see this from the reaction, they've gone... Here's this world famous club who hit on terrible times and went down to you know the bottom division first time in history, and the fans remarkably stuck through them through it all. And then you know there the, were you know the, the crooks involved, and the fans are still there. And now they've come through it, and they're about to go back. And they see this wonderful romantic story.
0: It's a sob story, no? yeah,
1: yeah. And they see this, with they the, you know the happy ending. And the the Celtic fans are looking at this and going. No, but wait a minute, we've been spending four years telling you, you know, the deed. And it's like, yeah, you've been telling us their deed, but you're, you're not acting like it. And that's it. People judge you on your actions, not your words. And what has happened here is the world has gone, God, look at our well done Rangers, well done Rangers fans for doing this. And no amount of crowdfunded adverts or... Hanging about social media 24 hours a day to, to find any mention of the word Rangers in post, there's near Rangers they are deed, is going to change it. It makes you look like a tit. And that is what has happened. Now, Celtic are the favourites on Sunday. Celtic will probably beat us on Sunday because they have better players. That's just a fact. Um, but, but, if they do, they know they're just postponing what's coming. And if we win that nightmare comes ever closer my head says Celtic will win on Sunday my heart says Rangers will win on Sunday I I hope my heart is right however if it's not okay we'll regroup we've still had a good season we'll come back next year and do you know what Cammy Celtic might win the league next year and they might win the league after that but then we will win it and when we do Christ the reaction from that lot is going to be astonishing so I I'll, I'll be honest with
0: you. I think you're being quite gracious with your your forecast, because for me, Sunday Sunday is the ultimate win win scenario for us. If ever we had to get into uh, an old firm game, it is the win win scenario for us. So if they beat us, Ronnie stays, and they have, and you've seen this, you will have seen that they are close to the car park. With oh yeah,
1: yeah,
0: they are not impressed. Um, and and I think, as I say When that league becomes more difficult Because we're in it next season And you don't have the pressure from Hearts and Aberdeen On their own, it's actually now at least the three of us If Hearts and Aberdeen are able to maintain it next season Not only that um, But If it's the case that we lose uh, Or sorry, if we if we win on Sunday beg your pardon, If we win on Sunday We've beaten them from a lower division Which is bragging rights Which we'll have forever and also uh if he, if he gets papped out the way of them as well all of a sudden it'll be an implosion and we do enjoy a good implosion we do um but again like, there's, there's no there's no there's no nightmare scenario for me out of this as i said to you before i was really worried as a as a weaker team as we we were 3 4 years ago um if we'd played them uh, and they were probably stronger back then as well Oh, they were um, They've, they're, we we they're not even we, we could have we we could have we could have been on the end of a severe pumping Do I think we'll win on Sunday? I don't know And I'll, I'll be honest with you Pragmatically I think that it will be very difficult For us to be able to try and get a win um, I do believe That they will be up for it I think that pretty much now It's the only thing that they've got left to fight for Because the league's more or less in the bag um, I'd be interested to see their reaction If we were to go a goal up Absolutely, Because I would want to see As to whether or not they would scramble Or whether or not they would galvanise Or what would happen when you when you talk about the last time we played them <coughs> at Hamden, if we had scored early, I genuinely think they still would have come behind to beat us. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not anyone near as, as, as sure as that. Yeah, I, th- I think um,
1: first goal on Sunday is absolutely crucial.
0: And um and and again to have more confidence in us being able to to, to regroup if we were to concede early. Yeah, I do because I think like you say we've, we've done it already this season against teams that are a lot worse than Celtic. Yeah. Um. So if I was Warburton, if I was Weir I would tell them, listen. There's no pressure on you. No, There's none. Of course, we want to win it. We're well, Rangers, we want to win every match, irrespective of the opposition. Just go and enjoy it. Just go and play the football that you played that has won your championships and won you the Petrifact Cup and all that. Okay, there may not be a huge amount of whistles on that, but just actually go and enjoy it because, you know, there's nothing wrong with it. That being said, what I hope Davy Weir says is if we consider a goal early, get everyone injured. Mm-hmm smash the hell out of them and we'll just play the youths for the rest of the season while you're serving out your bands
1: yeah 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 break break them Uh, absolutely annihilate. Yeah, I'd like to think I'm bigger than that but uh, I'm not I know know I'd be lying I'd like to think that but uh, (laughs) it wouldn't be true okie doke Um, that's everything then from us we'll be back next week to analyse what happened at Hamden hopefully it'll be good news but uh, as I say if not remember we nearly didn't have a club we do have a club and we're still the people Uh, you can get in touch with us by emailing uh, ibroxrocks at playbackmedia.co.uk by visiting us on Facebook just search for Harp Handering podcast or by uh, following me on Twitter which is at iRockRocks or Cameron I believe they can contact you on the Twitter machine it, it beat that beat uh, beat that beat so that's a nice simple one for you to remember uh, okay then uh, Cammy, thank you very much David it's a pleasure as always my friend uh, I'd just like to thank our executive producer in London Mr Mike Lee Miss Paul Miles our sound engineer Mr Charlie Ashworth and uh, you guys for your patience this season and for listening enjoy Sunday keep the heat and we'll talk to you again this time next week cheers bye
0: Network.